Thought Media Network is proud to present Cosmic Prayers, your weekly shift, Mondays at 11, Mountain Time, with your host, Laura Topper. The Cosmic Prayers, live from the UK. And now, here she is, Laura Topper. Hello, hi, and welcome to the Cosmic Prayer. It's Monday, the 15th of March, and I am super excited to be here right now on New Thought Media Network. Welcome, whoever you are, wherever you are. Our heart here is open to welcome you in to this week's show, which I'm really excited about. You're here on New Thought Media Network. Um, my name is Laura Topper, and each and every week here at this time, uh, the Cosmic Prayer, on the Cosmic Prayer, we uh, bring you incredible guests, spiritual teachers, leaders, way showers, visionaries, speakers, um, people that really understand and care about prayer and are really excited to share their experience of that so that you uh, and me and anybody that is here on New Thought Media Network can really get a deepened perspective of prayer and how to use it and how we how simple that can be. So this week is, um, is no exception to that. We have an incredible guest here on the Cosmic Prayer. Uh, and our guest is Reverend Michelle Wadley, also known as Rev Jersey Girl. Reverend Michelle has her own broadcast here on the Cosmic, uh, on the Cosmic Prayer, on New Thought Media Network. And beyond her broadcast, the work that she does and what she has done and what she continues to do um, for humanity is absolutely incredible. As a reverend, she is a, a senior minister of CSL North Jersey, and she has her own um, incredible uh, programs for coaching, for inspiring people to really better themselves right now. And I love this from her bio, her, her, her that she's written in here, you know, Reverend, Reverend Michelle is a straight shooter, who calls things as she sees them. And she stands up for who you are. She will not collude with your less than. She will collaborate with your potentiality and your possibility. Isn't that incredible? Reverend Michelle has written four books, Prosperous Me, A Lenten Practice for the Modern, uh, the modern Mind, and So It Is, and May Silence Be Your Guide. And so I'm just really excited to welcome in Reverend Michelle Wadley, Jersey Girl, to the Cosmic Prayer. Welcome. Good to be here. It's nice to be here Hi, when Reverend. someone else is oh. in charge. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Welcome here. It's just so great. I listen to your shows and hear you talking and speaking and the guests that come on for you. And I just, you know, so many times I thought, wow, this would be incredible for Reverend Michelle to come on to the Cosmic Prayer because you, you're, well, you have a to be rich here. knowing. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. So today, March the 15th, and we've changed, you've changed your time zone and your time daylight saving. We're here the same in the UK. We're five o'clock rather than six o'clock. And to talk about prayer and you and your experience of prayer. So 
Let's begin right, right there where that is and how prayer has influenced your life. Demonstrations, whether they've been ones that you've wanted or ones that you may not have wanted in, in that moment, uh, how prayer has, has been a foundation for your life. Uh, um, I, it is a it is a passionate subject for me, Laura. So I'm always happy to talk about it, and and it's really funny. And yet, yeah. I am definitely one of those people that wanted to make what you and I call prayer and our prayer practice. I've always sensitized myself to the individuals that were more secular and don't have a love affair with God. And and so you know, I've I've been. It's not that I want to sit on the fence. I just want to keep it broad. And so over the years, I've Good. done a lot. I've done a lot to be, you know, to to reach out and to make it available to all all kinds of people, all kinds of people, because um, you know, any if you've been around for those who have been around me for a long time, I wasn't your religious kind of person. And I think initially it wasn't even your spiritual person. I was always a metaphysician, but the idea of spirituality in its softness wasn't something that I definitely played into uh, until um, until I came into science of mind. And so, you know, for me, it is not <laughs> my God. When I came into this teaching, I was pregnant with my third son. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I had a car that broke down. I didn't have childcare. And I was definitely one of those people who would walk a, walk to buy, walk into the food store to buy food and get up to the counter and find out not just once or twice, but many times that I put more food on the counter than I had money for. And so... I had nothing, I could do nothing but lean on these teachings and lean into prayer, as we call it, spiritual mind treatment, because that's all I had. I had to find something somewhere. And and becoming becoming a woman of faith was not a convenience, and it wasn't a fad, and it wasn't anything. It was I needed to get myself together i had a my my eldest son was he had left he had moved out my middle son was home and i was and i had a baby i had no choice i had to get together so i had to find that relationship with the divine i had to find that relationship with the power that is everywhere available and i had to learn how to lean into it because God knows my life was gonna was was circling the drain, and so for me it wasn't it was it, it, for any of you out there that might feel the same way. It was some desperation. I was experiencing some desperation, which is not necessarily a bad motivator, <laughs> because sometimes it is that no. it is that motivation. It's yeah, you were going to say something. Kick up the kick up the proverbial <laughs> backside. Yeah, it comes when we least when when we least want it, or we're least thinking we need it. 
and you were in that place mm-hmm. and I I have to say I can really resonate with what you're saying and where I am where what I've experienced and I'm sure where many our viewers can say that about their lives and it may not be because of prosperity it may be because of uh health it may be because you know the effect may not be the same effect as what what the what, what you were experiencing and yet we all experience to that degree at times in our lives don't we yeah i mean at that moment for me it was just about getting food on my table however yeah. you know i what I've learned over the years in becoming a, a, a practicing, and I still call it religious scientist, in becoming a practicing religious scientist, and becoming a practitioner, and in becoming a minister, that it was allowing and diving into prayer, spiritual mind treatment enough that it became my beingness. And you know, something I learned a long time ago is that hurt people hurt people. Right. And we all know that. I, I can't remember the source of that. But I also know that healed people heal people. And I wanted to become part of that. I wanted to become part of the better of being a better citizen of the planet. I wanted to have greater impact. And I know that walking in a healthy body, in a healthy emotional state, I would bring more to the table than if I were to stay in pain. Yeah. And so for me, and, and and many years ago, I, I started using this, this statement that has become part of my foundational beliefs is that you're not at the mercy of anything, not now, not ever. And if you, if you, if you can grab hold of that, that you're really not at the mercy, then you, you can lift it up to the next level. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And yet yeah. we, it, it's it's necessary to go through a process, I believe, to get to that place. I mean, it, yeah. it takes it takes courage, and and what you're saying, I, what I'm hearing is that you surrendered, you surrendered your control, because that was the that was like your your option in the moment, maybe your last option in that moment, I, I, to say, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I had the grace of surrender. I have surrendered now. Mm. and being you know you couldn't name it and label it then right but see coming from the east coast of where i live in 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 the united states where we're a little bit of a a little bit of a hard-edged kind of people which i didn't always love about myself but it's what it is laura i was i just took i put one foot in front of the other and i just was unwilling to let go and so and so you know i remember being taught in one of the earlier uh, Sundays that I participated in the religious science center that I went to at the time that, you know, about a, the number was staggering. I don't remember what the statistics were and I'd be lying, but that we have many thousands and thousands of new thoughts a day, every day, or not new thoughts. We have many thousands of thoughts yeah. every day and that the bulk of them are negative. And I thought to myself, okay, my job as of today is to begin changing one thought at a time. And that's what I did. I decided to catch those thoughts and change one thought at a time by putting myself on notice. And and so that I could change the balance of my life. You know, you ever meet somebody who's that like the optimist, like they're the they're, they're the proverbial optimist. I wanted to be that. 
I wanted to be the one who was always seeing the silver lining. And thank you, thank to the thank you to the powers that live within me, that live within you. I changed, and I became that one that's able to that is able to practice from gratitude and see hope and see possibility. And I did it one thought at a time, because that's sometimes those who are hurting. That's all they have; they only have that next thought. Absolutely. Would you say that that was your prayer practice? That was that absolutely. That was your prayer practice. So it can be for the for for someone watching right now who may be in that place. That that it can be as simple. Or I'm not saying it's simple because even that is like a journey in itself. But it can be as least, it's not a complex in terms of different steps and having to remember different steps of a treatment and all of that stuff that goes along with with prayer. It can be just this, one thought at a time, catching us, awareness in the moment. I I can remember one time, I I can remember I was, I had these, I lived in a certain town for over 30 years and I had my very best friend who was living across the street. And um, I was feeling somewhat down in the dumps and financially strapped. Here, go back to finances again. Um, But I remember walking across the street to my home and we lived literally right across the street from each other. And I was feeling just stressed and challenged and and as I was walking out of a house, I could I saw myself and I saw what I was thinking. And I said to myself, no, no, I have enough. I am enough. I can do enough. I have enough. I am enough. I can do enough. Oh, I love and, that. And that's what I started to do. Every time there was there was on the automatic, you know, we all have the voice behind the voice. Everyone listening has a voice behind the voice. And sometimes that voice behind the voice isn't friendly. And it's not your fault. It's something that, that society has kind of just has subscribed to. So, but when we can catch that voice that says, oh, oh, you're fat or oh, you're not enough or oh, you're not lovable, that's that we got to turn that. That's that one thought at a time. And for me, that especially yeah. speaks to our emotional health because it, if we're if there's any kind of emotional help available to any of us, we've got to love ourselves. All of us. The good, the not so good, the pretty, the not so pretty. Oh, all of it. Right. And right now, Reverend Michelle, you know, now is the time, isn't it? I mean, it's always now. I'm just yeah. meaning the in the atmosphere that we are in and the experience we're experiencing and however it is in for you in the US and us in the UK, all sorts of stuff happening on the news and politically yep. and with the virus and health and the vaccine and should I shouldn't I all this kind of stuff that's going yep. on in our minds yep. and we look at ourselves and I look at myself and my I'm you know I'm so pleased you brought this up I look at my body I think my gosh I've put weight on in in a year you know and I'm learning to love that and learning to not to not fall into that voice behind the voice and believing right. it. Um, you know, and it, Don Miguel was brilliant. Don Miguel, when I yeah. first met, met him 20 some odd years ago. Did you? And wow. That and must have been amazing. It was pretty cool. It, it was, a, it was, he jumpstarted a lot of my journey. And I remember him saying, 
don't believe anything you hear. Yeah. Don't believe anything anyone tells you and don't even believe yourself. Yeah. We have to question everything. We have to question everything and find that inner that inner authority, that inner guru. And mm-hmm. and and that doesn't that might not sound like prayer to the listener, but Prayer is about being empowered in your thinking and you're engaging in the world. Mm-hmm. So when you choose not to be at the mercy of the conditioned self and what's going on around there, you are empowering yourself to think in a direction for the life you want to have. And that's that slow, gentle, that slow, gentle uh, journey into self-realization in the most beautiful way possible. And I love that you just said that. It's a slow, gentle journey. It is not get this done quickly today. You know, enlighten yourself, become uh, you know, self-mastered, <laughs> all of this in 24 hours and right, get your life together. Right. <laughs> it really isn't, is it? I, I feel personally, it's, the longer it takes me, the more I glean out of it and the more mm. I learn and the insights that come and it's like wow it needed a year that one needed a year <laughs> that belief needed a year for right. me to unravel it right. just to right. unlearn it right or right. To, rec- yeah, I- to recognize it oh that's my fire alarm okay I'll keep talking while Laura is um while she is making sure that it's she's finished safe. now <laughs> Okay. okay. Somebody, somebody here in this in this lovely apartment block that loves cooking toast and burning it. Oh, uh, well, that's, hey, anyway, you know what? We're here. That's our COVID year, right? We have all learned to bob, weave, uh, pivot, and yeah. move on. Oh, the funny man, thing is, though, that when fire. this happens, when this happens, and it happens a few times when I'm online, I don't respond as I should do because I know it's this person. Yeah, the truth is, you should be leaving the building. People on the other. <laughs> Why are you still sitting there, Laura? Anyway, moving on <laughs> swiftly. Oh, yeah, that's um, funny. <laughs> so. So fast forward from that, from where you were in that and where you are now, Reverend Michelle, how would you say that, you know, that that was a process that you went through and you said yes to that process, whether we call it surrender or, you know, um, unlearning or willingness to let go of control. You decided at that time, this is it. I've had it. I've, I'm 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 leaning in on on this this that I am discovering and I'm going to change my life through prayer and now you look back from here here mm-hmm. to there would you have done it any differently with the experience that you have right now as a reverend are there things like, that you, you would I don't make think it you easier? can no I I don't think so but I I want to recognize and share because I, I get a little I get a little choked up because I do know that there I do know that there are people listening and there are people out there that are just hurting and they feel like there's nothing they can do. But I I just want to continue to be the voice that says that that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I remember and I, a quick 
piece of a story. I was um, I was splitting with my with my uh, ex husband with my my first husband, and um, I was in a, I was in a dark place, and I remember going down into my the living room of our home, and we were really. You know, we've never been cruel to each other. Thank you, God. We both came out of a spiritual community, and we were committed to never being cruel. But um, but we were splitting. We were a husband and wife that had two sons at home, and we were splitting. And so um, what happened was I was in a really dark place, and we must have had an argument. And I went downstairs into my living room, and I laid on the couch. And for a moment, a brief moment, there was this sense like I would never be okay. And then while laying there, and I don't mean to make this sound weird or anything, while laying there, though, there was another voice that said, that reminded me that I was still worthy, that I was still worthy of efforting. I was worthy. Mm-hmm. And, rem- and hearing that made me, not right away, I still continued to lay there and cry for a bit. But it when I got off that couch, that was the moment that I didn't get up, uh, that I didn't give up, excuse me. Okay. Because just like we have that voice behind the voice that's that that reeks of, you know, limitation, there's another voice and that's the presence of the divine within each of us, and that voice in that moment said, "Get the hell up because you're still worthy." And you can do this. Wow. That, and, and that, I think that's just answered to uh, Elma, who there was a message that flashed across the screen here. How can my prayers be answered? The prayer is already answered, isn't it? It's, it's, uh, it's our opening up to receiving. Here we go. How can our prayers be answered? I, I believe you've, you've just, you've touched on that there. Um, the prayer is already answered. It's our openness, our willingness to be open to receive, to listen. Yeah, and I want to. Um, I want to say something about that. I want to make sure. I'm sorry. I had to switch my head. My headphones. So, Elmer, we get to. We call everything what it is. To think that a prayer is not being answered, what that actually is saying that you're calling it not answered, sometimes it just doesn't look like, the answer doesn't always look like what we think it looks like. Just like when we sometimes we pray for healing. A healing can sometimes look like a body being healthy. A healing can also look like someone passing away, transitioning, as I like to say. And you and I, in our labeling of that, we get to determine what that is. And sometimes we have a very narrow view of what answered prayer looks like or what success looks like. So it's important to know that when we are in prayer, what we're actually doing is we are integrating the presence as us. A, a wonderful old metaphysician and science of mind teacher, his name was Reverend Dr. Tom Johnson. He used to say, the reason why we learn to treat is to not have to treat. And it took me years to understand that. 
And now I understand and have for a number of years, it's because I want to be walking in the prayer. So, so often in my life now, I don't stop to pray. I'm, I am the very, I ingest the, the prayer request and it gets converted in me because of how I've cleared up my consciousness. So as someone's talking to me, as they're even talking about their upset or their divorce or whatever it is, I am actively not giving power to their limitation and I'm actively knowing their wholeness. See, to me, that's living prayer. Yeah. Right? And that's right. You have to work to get there, but that's what we're doing in my estimation. And I love, there we go, love that. Won't collude with your less than, yeah, somebody that's just, yeah. hi, Michelle, yes. welcome here to the Cosmic Prayer. And thank you, Elma, for, 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 for writing that, you know, because it's, that's what the Cosmic Prayer is all about, is, you know, that whoever is viewing can put their questions in or their thoughts as we go. And I, I love your answer, which is your truth, which is truth, which is about embodiment of the practice and you began that all that time ago when mm -hmm. you did that with one thought at a time right so we get into this um rehabitualizing ourselves mm -hmm. with how we can use the power that is already here to shift and alchemize if you like the way that we're uh that we're using this power the way that we think the way that we feel in the moment that's the beginning of prayer, of learning how to pray. So there's one little thing I want to add to this, too. For all the people out there in the world, and I've written blog spots about this and have spoken about this for years. Sometimes we think we love when we love somebody, we worry about them. And I want to say to you that if you love somebody, you will never worry about them. Because worry has an emotional feeling. And where you have a clear idea and you have emotional vibration, you have the elements necessary to, for prayer. That's all you need. You need a sense of direction, a, a, a sense, you know, a clear point of your, of your desire and a feeling behind it. So we don't want to worry about each other. We want to have a conscious, we want to be conscious. So even if someone that you know is going through a crisis of some kind, love on them, hold them high. But dear God, don't worry. Worry is the wrong energy. It is totally mm -hmm. what the, this, the bumper sticker says. It's an investment in what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And when we kick that habit out, we're now again in living prayer. That is a living prayer. So if just my colleagues, if they're talking to me about a struggle, again, I'm looking through that. Because, you, know, you know, the old Christian saying, get thee behind me, Satan, <laughs> right? And so I'm looking, I'm looking at what, what's that thread of possibility that I could pull out? And it's not, it might sound cold, but it's not. Yes, that's right. That's right. Bob Marley said, to worry is to send your prayers to the devil. That's right. 
And it's as Ernest said, you know, one seed of doubt, one seed of doubt can can change the whole atmosphere of the belief, our belief. And, and so our work is to live in this light of goodness is always shining through. It's not a spiritual or religious Laurie, you're breaking up a little bit. I'm not catching all oh. of it. I'm. I am not. Um, I'm, oh, Diego, if is it still? Oh, you may. Hopefully, Diego? you've come back. <laughs> is that any better? I don't think he, I come back. Yes, yes, you have yes. come back. I'm. Yeah. So I'm this catching is every fourth any, syllable. Okay, so this is not a religious idea. This is a spiritual knowing. Whatever faith yeah. or choice of faith um, we have, it's beyond that. That we can see the goodness in in everything and know that that is where the divine is. And that is where the possibility is. is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I think I think right now with with COVID and the life that we have, we right now, and and I'm bear with me if you're listening. Yeah. That I don't I do not mean to negate the struggle that many have gone through and the lives that have been lost. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that sometimes when you're standing there at the door of a challenge. And I the other day on, the, on my show the other day, we can either look at that challenge as a block or a stepping stone. I mean, the the emotional struggles that I've been through in my life. Have made me who I am. And I stand before you as a woman who believes in herself. I believe in what I bring to my children, my grandchildren, my community. I believe that when I am listening to another, I'm listening through the, to almost like a filter. It's like the Tonglen meditation for anybody that knows about Tonglen meditation. I am always willing to show up and to transform whatever is coming into my consciousness. And that has nothing to do with religion or spirituality. Nothing. I just want to be a better citizen. I, I just want to show up and, and be someone wherever I am that when I leave the room, the room is better because I was in it. And when we do that and we can yeah. say that, right? I mean, now we've really yeah. contributed. Yeah, and so it so the prayer becomes our way of life. The prayer becomes a living, um, and I don't want to say entity because it's not separate from us, but it's like the prayer is the living. And when it's that way around, it's hmm. for me that's so beautiful because it's and it feels so accessible that I can right. tap into that and and 
and remember that it's like yes and then I have this tool all all I need do is to sit for a moment and or just shift something within me for a moment and then everything changes and I can see it differently and you're right it's not to negate what we are experiencing or what any 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 of the viewers have been experiencing here because it's a it's a very emotional uh, extremely emotional experience that we're journeying through you wanted to talk about emotional health didn't you well i mean for me that's been that's been my entire dedication my ministry uh the courses i have developed are were with prayer everything i do is with prayer so any any emotional healing that i've done it was because i reached inside and pulled up the possibility of being healed and made whole um i reached inside and pulled up a new a new self image a new world view yeah. and the way the way i describe this and th- to me i love this analogy it's hard to talk about consciousness it's such an ethereal concept right you you know in your studies that's a tough that's a tough thing to describe so i think of i think of consciousness now as a if you think of it as a filter and that when we're in pain and when we're self denigrating or we're negative and we're closed down it's like spirit life intelligence can't pass through the filter of who we are and when we're especially in a lot of emotional pain we're shut down closed mm-hmm. in and ernest holmes was clear about this that all of those imprints are left in our subconscious all mm-hmm. of them he was very clear about this but as i began to learn about prayer what happened was the filter and that's the filter of my consciousness began to open up somewhat and as it opened there was just a greater flow and the greater the flow the more access i have to to intelligence i'm going to call it that for our purposes right now yeah and so the more i accessed intelligence the more i was op- able to open up my the filter of my consciousness so it became it fed off of itself so my emotional health became the result now here's where surrender came into laura you mentioned surrender before this is where yeah. it came in i surrendered my lim- surrendered my limitations i surrendered my pain i surrendered my uh, my the abuse i sustained i surrendered the neglect i sustained that i had sustained as a young person over into the intelligence and allowed a new idea to show up in through and as me so i am not who i am despite my family and my experiences i am who i am because of them because i allowed myself to not be limited to what happened and so I'm now i so walk by what you're saying I'm so moved because I feel I really feel that you have you've allowed your Don't life Don't make me cry. Your, no, you you've allowed your yourself to become your experiment because you knew that it would change and yet you knew it wouldn't be easy an easy journey and you took step by step from the simplest the simplest just changing that thought changing that thought 
to really opening up to knowing that there are powerful tools that we can use. And, and I love this because along the journey, it feels like you said, you kept saying, yes, I want to evolve. I want to, I want to know what those tools are and use them so that that filter really opens and shines through, which is so bold. You can see your light just shining through in everything you do and what you bring, you know, and thank you so much for sharing your, your, your authentic self and, and how we, and for, for, for anyone. You're cutting in and out again. That we can make these changes. Yes, yes. We can make and, these changes and, with devotion to this, to this practice and this knowing. And we have to acknowledge there is a, this, the statistics of people suffering by the hands of loved ones are staggering. It's staggering from children through to adults, even to elder abuse. And, yeah. and the best thing that you and I or any one of us can do is to become whole. Is to become whole. That's Can I how just we... stop you there? I just want to stop yeah. you there. What does, okay, for someone that's looking and viewing right now and has no idea really become whole, what does that mean in its simplistic way? Because for, for many people, for me even at times, you know, that I can't understand what that means. How, what does that mean? All right, let me, I'll say it this way. In my mind, to become whole means that I learn to love myself enough that I'm grounded in, in my strength and that I'm not at the mercy of, of um, the world and the stimulation. Okay. Um, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but you'll, maybe you'll remind me in, in the middle of describing. Life keeps having things that happen, right? So there are this stimulus. And between stimulus and our reaction, very often as we're coming up out of our journey, we're stuck. And it's like... COVID. Stephen Covey. No, not him. Okay. That's okay. Deepak. It was Deepak. It was Deepak. Deepak. Okay. And he talked about creating the gap. And so all you and I need through prayer and meditation is to create a tiny little gap. And in that gap, we immediately have a choice. Do I react or not? It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy letting go the stimulus of pain, the mm -hmm. stimulus of suffering, the stimulus of fear. It is not easy. But when we can widen that gap and choose how to react, oh. our wholeness is at the end of that process. That's what we're doing. I so we're slowing this is down. Slowing. This is a workshop in itself, isn't it? This is like a. This is like a beautiful yeah. workshop here. You know, <laughs> mind the gap. In the UK, yes, we have the, the, gap. the. Yes, I've been yeah, on those trees. We have the, tube, <laughs> the tubes, and the, and the you know the guy will, or the woman will just keep saying, "Mind the gap" as you get on the train. It's the same thing, isn't it? Mind the, the gap. Mind the gap. Part the gap. Right. <laughs> yes. Slow it down. Widen it so that. You can look at that because when it, it's like being at a smorgasbord. If there was a smorgasbord right now 
And, you know, you go to a smorgasbord and there's everything from junk food to the best, most high quality food. According to our consciousness, we will choose to eat and to complement who we are. Well, when it comes to being human, we also have a smorgasbord. The smorgasbord on the lesser end is react, defend, uh, uh, respond, get mad, you know, and all those like, right? What? Pain, you said? Blame. Blame. Oh, absolutely. Blame. Find fault. Absolutely. That's on the, that's on the smorgasbord. And then on the other side is breathe, look, choose, choose wisely, and love yourself. And love yourself. Because when you... And use the experience as a gift. Yep. Use the experience as a gift to make those shifts within. Yeah. When we learn to, and I, I just love, I mean, it's so important. It is so important that we love ourselves, not in an egotistical way, but the self that you're loving is the self in me is the self in you. And so when I can love that, and, and all of your foibles to your listeners, you don't just love yourself because you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Love all of it. Mm -hmm. warts and all and there's a prayerful state of being there's a prayerful state of being oh reverend michelle i i just feel so grateful and so blessed that you're here right now and i know people will be viewing this and be so moved and inspired by your um your message and your teachings. Um, So for anyone that is here right now, you're on New Thought Media Network and we are with Reverend Michelle Wadley. Wadley. It's British for God's sake. Wadley. (laughs) Jersey Girl Wisdom. Reverend Michelle has her own broadcast here on New Thought Media Network every Thursday, speaking her truth, bringing on beautiful guests or not and just filling that that time with wisdom and more of this knowing that she has sharing so that people can be inspired in their lives to really live and tell them who's going to be with me this thursday and tell me tell them who's going to be with their me thursday Laura is. Laura's going to be. We we decided to play together this week and to yes. uh, bracket this week. Absolutely. Yeah, because we have a lot to share, and I just feel so grateful that you are um, that you said yes and that you're here right now. That's a sweet kinship you know, we have. <laughs> it's beautiful. So let's see what uh, if we have time just to. To, I don't know. I've lost track of time completely. I'm in another world here with you, Reverend Michelle. Let's. We have about ten minutes, and, and maybe we could just um, talk a little for five minutes just on right. Let's get practical here right now mm-hmm. for a viewer okay. that's watching to if they want to start. You know, maybe they're beyond that stage of being aware with their thoughts, mm-hmm. and they want to kind mm-hmm. of set up an intentional prayer practice for themselves. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that, you know, because it's habit as well, isn't it? It's about sometimes yep. we yep. need to 
create um, time in the morning and time in the evening if we're beginning so that we're being intentional about it rather than saying, right. oh, yeah, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Um, do you have any wisdom that you can kind of share out here and of how to write? Uh, what's the next step for, for really getting intentional with with using this this practice? Well, I, I think there's a couple very important things. One, until you are free of the conditioned fear responses, which that's a big subject, folks. I, I, if I, I don't mean to make grand gestures, but ultimately that's the direction we would go in. But until you're free of, of your reactions in that, what I would encourage you to do is right before you go to sleep at night and right as you wake up in the morning. And the reason is because our brain waves slow down right before you go to sleep and you want to carry thoughts into your sleep that you will then sleep on. Yeah. There is a tiny little book. It's brilliant. It's free because it's in the public domain and it's called Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. Yeah. Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. Maybe Diego will throw up a banner for us so people can remember. Thank you. And that book talks about the impact of your emotions and when to use them. Yes. Thank you, darling. Thank and you. And as you go to sleep and as you wake up, you are most at the mercy of your brain waves and you want to feed it. You want to go to sleep on affirming thoughts. My current practice is I go to full sleep, actively practicing the practice of Honoponopono. If you don't know it. I do the same thing with spiritual treatment. Sorry? I do. I do. I do that with yes. spiritual mind treatment at that time. And it's yes, amazing. go to sleep in prayer. Yeah. And if you have to buy a book, but there are thousands of books, but please buy a book yeah. where you're not beseeching. Buy a book where you are affirming. And, and, and then whether you're reading something, you're praying like Laura says, whatever that is, but go to sleep knowing my life is good. My life is good. I'm worthy. It could be that simple. It doesn't have to be fancy. And sometimes the best things are not very sexy. But if they're easy to remember and repeatable. And so for me, it's be, yes, my life is good. I'm grateful. I wake up on thinking to myself, thank you, presence. Thank you, God. So that I go to sleep on an affirming thought. I wake up on a th affirming thought, and I want to tell you, it really impacts your sleep. It really, really and, impacts your sleep. And your next day. Yes, absolutely. There, um, there are practices, and I think it was the Essenes, they have a very particular way that while they're in bed, they wake up, when they wake up in the morning, they do a particular stretch of their body. The moment, and you can do this too, the moment you put your feet on the floor, breathe, God is good. My life is good. When you when you walk out of the bedroom, whatever your next thing is, just, just know I'm alive. I'm alive. 
I'm grateful that I'm alive. And the thing we used to affirm in my community for years that this is the most glorious, today is the most glorious day of my life. Like what better thought to enter the day with? So in practical prayer, it's about affirming, watch the language and stay focused on your desired outcome, whatever that is. Affirming, watch the language and stay focused we've got to put that i've got to add that into the uh into the the post here affirming watch the language (laughs) yeah because you know it's it's beautiful information yes yes it seems so simple i think not just information it's it's teaching beautiful teaching we already know what it what it looks like to not do it (laughs) yeah we all know (laughs) we know pain we know limitation. So, and oh, one other thing, the quickest way to increase your good is to be a mentor to another. Be a mentor to someone else's good. Bring someone along the journey with you. If you catch a family member or especially a child and their language is about what they're not doing right or they're beating themselves up, Love them enough to interrupt that pattern. Because when you do that for another, it increases your awareness and your application. It multiplies it tremendously. Reverend Michelle Wadley, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I... I'm talking over you a couple of times because of the delay. And I do want to say, yeah, one of the things I am doing in the world right now that I'm so excited about, and this was a long story, which I'm not going to tell, but the fact is that right now we have launched a coaching academy. It's the PHI coaching academy. Yep. And I am here. I'm here to support ministers, practitioners, uh, a therapist, uh, you know, a- anyone who wants to learn how to apply the teaching and prayer as a coach to for teaching people how to practice forgiveness and walking with yeah. people in the journey for their personal awareness. And it is so exciting. It is so exciting. Oh, so yeah, that's our website. That's so amazing. come on in. And, and it's so it's exciting. Called- what was the name of your website the, again, Reverend Michelle? Planned Happiness Institute. Planned Happiness and Institute. In there, mm-hmm. And in there you'll be taken to the coaching academy, which is, it's my love. I promise not to leave this earth without replicating my passion for prayer and my passion for helping people to learn how to forgive. Because it's. They have, they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing today. Really, it's, you've, you've shined, shone, shining. (laughs) Something. (laughs) However you say it. We're losing you a little bit again, Laura. Right now, a spiritual mind treatment. You are asking me to treat. Well, we can do it together if you like. Oh, oh I, I, 
I'm losing your I'm losing your your signal isn't great. Okay. We can do it together if you okay. like. Okay, so yeah. do Would you, you like want to start? Can I start? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and start. Yeah. Okay. So let's close our eyes here. And for for anybody that's viewing this right now, if it's safe for you to do so, to take a few moments to be with us and to know the truth for for healing, for prosperity, for well-being right now. I know that there is one presence, and this one presence is the power of all of life. This presence is here, expressing itself as everything, as every experience, as every being, as every every piece of nature from the vast universes all the way down to our planet, the tiniest grain of sand and the one-celled amoeba and everything in between, the deserts and the mountains and the skies and the suns, and every animal and every sentient being that is here on our planet, I know that this is the divine spirit, the presence that is love, that is goodness, that is peace and harmony. And as I know this and I feel it in my every, every cell and in my beingness, I know this is true for me. I know that this presence is, is and as and through me right now. And I am so grateful for this because I feel it in me. I know it. And as I expand in my knowing of this, I know that this oneness is also Reverend Michelle, of course. Because we are here. We are one as source, the source that is breathing through us right now. And I know this for everything. I know that God is present in this moment. And that as we're here on the comic prayer, speaking to the viewers, if you're watching right now, that this presence is you also. And Diego really supporting this Cosmic Prayer and New Thought Media Network and Reverend Robert Brzezinski and everybody here that has a part in, in the New Thought Media Network and every viewer that's watching that this presence is in, as, and through all of it. And I know this as well-being. I know that well-being is flowing through everything right now this incredible flow of health, of vitality. I feel this for me and I see this for all of life. And I know that as I have a choice, I choose to embody this and embrace this, knowing that this is the, the wisdom of God coming through, the wisdom of the divine that is coming through each of us right now to show us the love that we are and the possibility that is here 
and the healing and the revealing that is taking place right now in this moment. And I know that, that as I speak this word, that I see each of us here accepting within our minds and in our hearts the possibility for increased prosperity in our lives, for knowing the truth of health, and for knowing peace in our hearts right now, peace in our lives, peace in our experience. And I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for Reverend Michelle being here right now, sharing her light and her wisdom. And so I, I now pass this over to Reverend Michelle. And so I accept this baton of consciousness and recognize right now that I speak this word from the I am of me. That is the I am of Laura. That is the I am that exists at the heart of every listener and every human anywhere. I declare on behalf of each and every one of us that any ideas, any fears, any any limiting beliefs that have had at any time an impact in our lives, anything that has been there to distract us from our beauty, our boldness, our greatness, our wholeness, our health, our brilliance, that none of that has any power anymore. I declare that it is all, all of it uprooted from our subconscious, cast out, neutralized, never again to have any influence. And what replaces it is the beauty and the expression of the I am. The beauty and expression that says, I am whole, perfect, and complete, loving and worthy of being loved. I am worthy of, of be, having an extraordinary life. I know this for each one of us. And as this word incites this reality, shift begins to happen at the deepest level of our subconscious. And the subconscious merely says yes for the call of love, because love always answers to love. And this is the call of love. Let us feel the sense of celebration in our heart at the level of a, our body temple, that every cell in our body temple is hearing the call and heeding the call. With bountiful, bountiful gratitude for life and all of its beauty and all of its power, I simply release this word to love, to law, and to the awe of life itself. And so it is. And so it is. Mm. Thank you, Reverend. You're welcome. Beautiful, you. beautiful. That is an evolved prayer. That is where you are right now <laughs> from that journey, that, that decision that you took all that all those years ago. This is where yeah, you are right now. Beautiful. So I look forward to playing with you again on Thursday. On we will Thursday talk on your show. We're going to talk more <laughs> about yes, this. Lovely. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah. me.
Really, thank, thank you for you. having me. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you'll come back again and share again because I can feel Absolutely. more coming through uh, for you to share about on the Cosmic Prayer. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. And for everybody that's watching right now, thank you so much for being here and for supporting this show and New Thought Media Network. Uh, Reverend Robert Brzezinski has an incredible vision for this network. And if this show has touched your heart or your mind or you feel called to give back in any way uh, financially, then there is a love offering donation link that's always on this post that you can, uh, you can do that. You can put, place a donation and show your, uh, your support and also your belief in this teaching and in the law of, of receiving and giving, reciprocity. So the Cosmic Prayer is always here as a great show for you to learn more about prayer. And on, uh, as of uh, the 12th of April, we're going to have an extended version of this show where you'll be able to come into a Zoom room afterwards and to learn more about prayer for yourself and put, bring it down to a practical level. So I'm really looking forward to that. Watch out for that one. So I'm going to go now and leave you knowing that uh, all is well and that you are always, always um, loved and you are always at peace and that you can connect within that in your heart. Stay well and stay tuned in to New Thought Media Network for more amazing Thank you for listening shows. to Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper.